0: I think Tarzan's a
1: great show. Should we do a revival of it? Hmm?
0: I don't know. I don't... (laughs) Not...
1: Yeah. Hello, and welcome to episode 35 of Theater Nerds.
0: I'm your host, Rachel Jones.
1: And I'm your other host, Taylor Reed. Theater Nerds is a podcast about our obsessions with theater where we will explore all aspects of theater, musicals, and everything in between.
0: This podcast is not set up to be a deep dive into technique or theater history, but we're hopeful that no matter if you're an enthusiast like us, or if you've only seen your pumpkin patch production of Beauty and the Beast Jr., you'll enjoy this podcast. So cue the orchestra and come nerd out with us.
1: In case you guys didn't know, you can find us on all major podcast platforms.
0: That's right. You can also leave us a star rating and review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts.
1: To find out more about the Theater Nerd Cult, check us out at theaternerdpod.com. Or you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at Theater Nerd Pod and on Facebook at Theater Nerd Podcast.
0: In today's episode, we're discussing Disney Theatrical Productions.
1: All right, Rachel, (laughs) on that note, we transition to Disney. (laughs) Disney? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome to Disney. Guys, it is Uh, October. We are here. (laughs) We are in Sweatawella. Sweatawella. Um, I hope you guys are doing well, you know? Yeah, how are you? How spooky
0: season treating you?
1: We did our pregame for this episode, which means we just talked for basically an hour. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. good it's thing wonderful. i don't have
0: a housemate otherwise they'd be like oh, how, why does it take That's you true. so long to record an episode oh no
1: that happens with my wife she's like what <laughs> like three hours later she's like what i know your episodes aren't this long i don't understand <laughs> <laughs> but we're back at it here listen i'm so before we uh, as this episode says we fall into disney theatrical productions cute guys Um, I'm so glad we're recording on this day because it is the day after, um, the release of the 2022 revival Broadway cast recording of Into the Woods, and (laughs) I listened to so much of it in the shower today. It was wonderful.
0: (laughs) I've listened to it (laughs) twice all the way through. I will say I still have yet to not cry. Um, I've cried both times.
1: I've listened to it once all the way through, and now I just like listen to songs that I like. But Hmm. um, what are your thoughts overall? Tell tell, like it's incredible. Sobs, screaming,
0: crying, throwing up. That's how I feel. Yeah. But also, like, I'm just so thankful that we captured it. That we captured it with a cast recording. I, I'm Apparently sure I know it's also that the cast now. I hope
1: we get to see it someday. Yes, yeah.
0: but I also yeah. know the cast right now um, is amazing as well. So I'm, I'm just really glad we're living in the time of social media where we get all of these clips and like, per, like actual clips of of people singing on the stage. But this cast album is just so stinking good it's just so stinking good so good like what the actual heck and yeah i love i love every second of it um i do love ever after i will say i really 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 loved uh moments in the woods yeah it's so good Ugh, it's so, it, so Sarah good. Rellis, i know stephanie j blocks doing an amazing job too i've seen that that video as well and she's freaking phenomenal but you know, I, it's just so good, and I I will also say, the witch's lament really, really getting me. Patina is um,
1: so good. She so I was thinking I was good. like, does does Sarah win the Tony or does Patina win the Tony? Like, because they're gonna because those are both leading parts, so they could they could be in the same category. And yeah, I don't know. I think Sarah should win a Tony just because I think Sarah Bareilles needs a Tony award. But doesn't <laughs> how... she have
0: one for waitress?
1: No, no, because that was the Hamilton year, baby. Uh, <laughs> gosh. <laughs> and just, I just think it would be hilarious that she would win for performing rather than writing, mm. which I think is is interesting.
0: You know what? I w- I really want Gavin Creel to win. Yeah, that's he, true. He needs a win. Well, I need he him won to win.
1: For he won for Hella Dolly.
0: I, that doesn't yeah. mean that I don't need You're him right. to win. You're
1: right. He's in He's so good. Hello Little he's Girl so is like good. so inspired. He's... I think it's like my be- my favorite. Why is of he
0: it. so good? He's yeah. so good in this role. It's Another absolutely thing I ridiculous. will say is
1: that I because I recently watched the movie again, like I don't know, like a couple months ago and there's so much cut from the show that's not that's not in the movie. Like, I yeah, love that we, we have this full version, and it's just, mm-hmm. like, so, I've just, like, no more. It's so No good. more. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. So I will, good. you know, I'm not gonna, you guys know me, I'm not gonna not nitp- nitpick something, because that's who I am as a person. I will say Julia Lester kind of left me a little lack- Wanting lacking. Wanting more. I think mm. I don't love this voice she's doing of like a little girl. It's like I know it's like supposed to be a little girl, but like the guy who's playing Jack doesn't do like a little boy voice. And I yeah, like that which is it, I, will, I, versus, I will say, yeah,
0: that is hard. There, there's when the two of them are back to back, it's very you're just like yeah. that feels like a grown man, and she doesn't yeah. sound like a grown woman
1: yeah so so she was okay.
0: I think that it has to it I think I know it has to be so hard to go from having this be so untouched for so long with mm-hmm. such a stellar replacement and cast original cast that was previous. Um, and Anne. With the death of Sondheim, you also have to understand that it's even more sensitive and, like, yeah. really has to be well done. And so for them to... I don't... I think that you're right. The only person who does it is... Um, what's her name? Lester? But what's her first name?
1: Julia. Julia Lester. Julia. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think she's the only one who emulates anything. Mm-hmm. The others, I think, bring just themselves to yeah. these characters and their normal normal Mm -hmm. quote-unquote, like a normal singing persona. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think part of that is what's so beautiful about it. And the album is just so good. It is just so good.
1: Yeah. I do think this is a very different role for Gavin, which I think is exciting to see. I love it. It's really fun to see him.
0: Oh, yeah. uh, I love him yeah. so much. So great. He'll forever Guys, be my crush know, from
1: Eloise. Let us know your thoughts about um, the Into the Woods. I'm sure everyone has listened to it like a billion times by now of release of this coming out. But, you know, now we transition and listen. Disney owns Into the Woods now, I guess. The movie, at least. Do they? I don't know. Who owns it? Stephen Soundtime yeah. owns it. That's all we know. So right. we are transitioning. Listen, guys, when I pitch this to Rachel, <laughs> as I, as we do on the on the show when we play episodes, as one does, um, I was I think Disney as a whole is just such a big. I mean, it's like a you know a mammoth part of our society for better or for worse, and um, I just think that if we had one episode talking about Disney theatrical in a whole. There just would be too much to talk about. Just kind Mm. of like the history of theater episodes. Mm. So. Mm. mm.
0: Are we directly comparing the amount of things Disney has done to the entire history of of, uh, theater?
1: (laughs) I mean, we'll see. 49 years. That's all I'm going to say. So. (laughs) So, oh uh, anyway, so this is going to be a fun little, um, you know, maybe side, deep, maybe like a side dive, maybe not a deep dive, but like it just, you know, a little a side, side dive. dive, a side dive. How about a into... cannonball? Yeah, you're right. It's a little cannonball. Yeah. Um, into disney theatrical productions falling into this is our part one episode um i do want to say up front we reserve the right to also do separate deep dives on other episodes so don't at us when we you know a year from now do the lion king and you're like wait i thought you talked about this a year ago uh no we didn't (laughs)
0: Mm, we did but (laughs) we didn't talk we didn't fully explore it
1: yeah we didn't like fully immerse there was no
0: submarine yeah no exactly
1: exactly um so just to get some context listen this i was telling rachel this podcast i listen to called blank check um as much as we want you guys to only listen to our podcast 24 <laughs> 7 you guys can go listen to other ones if you so wish one that i love is called blank check and they go through movies and they always say on their their connoisseurs of context so rachel and i are today taking that term we are connoisseurs of context today on the disney theatrical production episode um we're just gonna do a little background here guys obviously you guys i think disney has been around now like 50 years right isn't that wasn't that like the the thing didn't disney? they just celebrate right 50 or maybe 100 maybe i'm thinking of disney world was 50 and i was then like definitely
0: way more than 50.
1: When was Disney created? Oh, 23,
0: 1923.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: They're about to do 100 years.
1: That's right, because next year's there, and that movie about, with um, Ariana DeBose is going to be their hundred. With the wish. Yeah, yeah, yes. with the wish, right, right, right. So anyway, 100 years, but, um, which isn't too shabby, I will say. Theatrical, you know, theatrical productions, you know, they've been on cruises, they've been on, you know, the parks, they've been other places, but I think when they officially decided to do the Disney theatrical productions, it was like, I feel like kind of a long time coming, in my opinion. And also, if you think about it, so it was established in 1993, um... Um, ron logan who used to be a a head of disney was the head of disney parks at the time um and basically in this is kind of how i see it is that the kind of disney renaissance films which you know we all think of as like little mermaid and aladdin and beauty and the beast and the lion king and all You know, the time where Disney was, like, really thriving, making money. Did you know that The Lion King, just a little side note, The Lion King made, like, almost a billion dollars, which is, like, Mm -hmm. kind of crazy for that time. Like, now, everyone's like, oh, a movie makes a billion dollars, whatever. It's Iron Man 40. But, um... (laughs)
0: 99. Iron
1: Man 99. The turn of
0: the century
1: old man iron man (laughs) but yeah (laughs) so back in in 1994 money uh, lion king made 968 million dollars like that's insane that is so crazy so i think on the heels of this the these like and and of course for those that don't know again connoisseurs of context for those that don't know Disney at the time were uh, in the in the late 80s and 90s they were really looking for people from the theater to come over and add to their animated movies because they wanted to bring that like musical element back so that's why they hired Howard Ashman and Alan Menken Um, Mm -hmm. And Howard Ashman, who RIP, everyone go watch the documentary about him on Disney Plus. It is so good. Mm. So good. Um, But he basically spearheaded um, these Disney musicals, which is really cool. And he basically, like, Little Mermaid was basically his his child and he wanted to get it like up and running and all these things so um you know when when these movies were doing well it just it actually kind of is a natural you know if they bring all these Broadway people it's like well what do we do next I guess we could just go to Broadway Mm -hmm. um and yeah
0: I want to say something briefly about this and a little bit of context also in the early 90s um 1990s Broadway was in a slump there were yeah. a lot not a lot of new things coming to Broadway. There was talk of some there were a lot of a lot of hands exchanging on like Broadway actual theater. This is a time also when a lot more people were moving to New York and people thought in the Times Square area, people thought actually some of the Broadway theaters were going to have to be taken down to build apartment complexes because there mm-hmm. wasn't enough money. And so there was a push also for Broadway producers or producers, but also people who owned the, the theaters to yeah. figure out a way, a surefire way to make sure that there was incoming money and funds. Mm-hmm. Because there were a lot of, there were a lot of like flops, I would say, mm-hmm. late 80s, early 90s in on Broadway. Yeah. That lost money.
1: Well, in even thinking about it in a historical you know, just regular history context is that this was also during the AIDS epidemic which what, which was primarily, I mean, it wasn't prime, you know, one of the primary spots that it was happening was New York city. So I'm sure a lot of people were kind of turned off by that, like didn't want to go there and Mm -hmm. visit and go see shows. And And people
0: were dying. Tons of people people were were dying. dying. Right. Right. Which is still something we don't talk about enough. Right.
1: Exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, so I wonder in those early meetings, like, I guess because Beauty and the Beast, it was the first movie, for those that don't know, it was the first ever animated movie to be nominated for Best Picture, um, there's only been three since then. Which is crazy. That, uh, there's only been two others, do, Rachel, do you know the two others that have been nominated for Best Picture for... at the Oscars? In in <laughs> <laughs> I wish I wish uh in 2010 it was Toy Story 3 oh
0: and then what? oh wait
1: and then in the year before in 2009 it was up so there have only been okay. Beauty and the Beast up and then Toy Story 3 have ever been nominated for wow. best picture yeah that's wild crazy crazy so I I wonder if and again, the movie was such a big it wasn't as big of a hit as like Lion King but Lion King hadn't happened yet so <laughs> hadn't come out <laughs> it yet it couldn't yet be compared um, right but it was a big hit i mean the that it made like for almost half a half a billion dollars um, it was a, it was a big hit and a lot of people i don't know if you know this Rachel but the when little mermaid came out in 89 everyone and you know, we're kind of seeing this even today with ha- Halle Bailey's little memories that everyone was kind of like, Oh, Ariel, you know, loses her voice. She has no agency. She just, you know, is all wanting to just fall in love and just wants to basically, you know, she's not an independent woman. Like she doesn't, you know, have any of these things. And so the reaction to that was beating the beast. That's why bell is like all about the books that's why Belle is like mm. ha, is like a very strong woman character. Like that was their reaction. The reaction to the backlash of Ariel was Belle, which I think is interesting.
0: That is um, interesting.
1: So I wonder if in those early meetings, I will say out of all of these shows that we're going to talk about today, which we actually haven't even said. So today yeah. we're going to be talking about Beauty and the Beast, um, The Lion King um king david which you know the best out of all of them obviously and then um and then aida Aida and And Tarzan. tarzan and tarzan so fun i just wonder at the time like was beating the beast like out of all of them i feel like beating the beast might be maybe the easiest one as far as like you can do a cost I don't know but the costumes are kind of hard I don't know it's just hard because all of them putting an animated show up on stage with real people is probably really difficult like before like now it's easy because we're all like oh you can do anything like you can whatever but back in that like no this had never been done before so I just wonder what the conversations if they were like yeah obviously we're gonna do Beat and the beast or was it I don't know
0: yeah. I mean, I think it makes the most sense for them to do *Beauty and the right. Beast. Right. It's the easiest to translate out of all of their animated films so far.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: I, I think the other thing is what you're, partly what you're saying. They knew people would come to it because they weren't complaining as much about it, mm-hmm. about the storyline. Right. And they're people. Everyone besides right. – well, mostly. But you know, everyone besides in the house are actually people. Yeah. So there are less um, characters who need to be made up and like mm-hmm. costumed, mm-hmm. um, in in a way that like you know mermaids aren't real, yeah, quote unquote aren't real. And so which we know right,
1: now, mermaids are not real.
0: <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't know that thirteen movie on uh Speaking of Disney, yeah. that Disney Channel <laughs> original movie thirteen, maybe think. okay anyway but yeah i like that had to be how could you have done that yet
1: Mm -hmm.
0: right because there's everyone is a person who lives under the sea the whole thing takes place under water so i think conceptually the idea of someone living in a castle and just having to make a dresser look like a person and a beast like that didn't feel that probably didn't feel that hard
1: right right
0: i mean it's hard but not in the same way
1: yeah so they did. What's crazy about this is that the movie came out in yeah. This is crazy. The turnaround
0: is crazy. It
1: is. It is crazy. The movie came out in 1991. The 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 pre Broadway tryout in Houston. Which gosh, I wish I was in Houston at the time. I mean, I was negative three, but you know what? Um, it I it would have been so cool to see that. But that was in 1993. I mean, yeah. So it was like three years later, basically, or two years later. They yeah. They turned it around, which is crazy. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, I just want to make sure. Yeah. So Howard Ashman actually passed away from AIDS in 1991. Um, so he does some of, you know, all the lyrics from um, from the movie are his, but then all the new songs are written by Alan Menken and Tim Rice. Um, it opens on Broadway in 1994. I think what's also interesting is Susan Egan starring as Belle because she also yeah. starred as Belle in the movie. And I think that's interesting mm-hmm. that they were like, let's just do this. Let's just bring this gal over. But I think she was a Broadway girl. So I think she was already on Broadway. Uh, like she already was in the theater. Yeah. This, I mean, this is a huge success. Rachel and I have talked about this before a little bit, but
0: mm-hmm yeah, so, I mean, the, the musical opened um, on Broadway at the Palace Theater mm-hmm. uh, in nineteen in April 18th, 1994, and it ran there until September 5th, 1999, and then it transferred to the Lunt-Fontaine Theater November 11th, 1999, uh, opened in November 16th, and then officially closed uh, on July 29th, 2007, which is still Amazing. one of the top... In the top ten, yeah. I think, or fifteen, yeah. uh, longest running um, yeah. Broadway shows.
1: Yeah, thirteen years. I mean, it's crazy. Uh, it's
0: and I think years, you know, two things I have to say about Beauty and the Beast. Uh, one was before this Broadway. So, just as a reminder, Broadway was doing musical thing, musical like things um, at you know around. Mm -hmm. Uh, they were, you know, not necessarily like the official theme park idea that we talked about in our last theme park episode, but they were doing productions, kind of running things out, trying to figure out what their next thing was going to be. They had actually, I think in like the late, late or early 80s. Hold on. Let me look. Okay. Uh, In a stage adaptation of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs
1: Mm -hmm. happened
0: at Radio City Music Hall Productions um in 1979 so there was like there wow. was some time between that kind yep. of production run and then Beauty and the beast and i don't know if it was the timing that made this so successful i don't know if it was the story that made it so successful personally for me i think it's the music that made it so successful it's such yep. a such a big show music wise every song is like mm-hmm. like it's just like a when i think of a classical musical this is it Right. We reprise every big ballad. We have main characters. We have people. We have townsfolk, and we have the other people. There's a fighting song. We have a resolution yeah. song. We have like the a narration kind of song with the, you know on both ends of the narration within the castle, the narration within the townspeople of like here's who we are and here's why we have things. It's a pretty cool story. It's this idea of yeah. like people. Fighting what they think they fear, and in reality, mm-hmm. they themselves are the problem instead of what they actually like. Their fear is the actual problem, not the the people that they actually fear, right? Like right. so, Gaston yeah. plays in on that. But I I want to say that the Human Again song, which is in the re-released version of the movie. of the movie,
1: yeah,
0: um, was originally written for the movie and didn't come out with the original movie and then obviously came with the Broadway show. And I, I think that that song and, uh, and some of the other songs are very powerful, partly because of the time that it came to Broadway. Mm -hmm. I think that this story connects with people in a way now that's different than how it originally connected with people on Broadway at that time.
1: Right.
0: And I won't, Say more than that because we don't need to, but Mm. I think that I do think that there's something about this story and the way that it's staged, and like just how beautiful everything was, Mm. um, and how clean it is, yeah, in terms of like start, middle, and end. Um,
1: well, it's also something like people know some of the songs going in, of course, already. There's preconceived stuff going in, so that was like fun, like people could you know, see songs they already loved going in. And then Mm -hmm. honestly, the additions, I personally think, eh, I don't know, maybe we'll get into this later, but they're, I don't think to an existing property, like these are some great additions to an existing score that are already there. I mean, like home is such a banger. Like if I can't love her is so good. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I will say this little tidbit: In 1999, um, a seventh song. So I guess there were six songs added. A seventh song was added. So four years into the run, um, for sp- specifically for R&B singer Tony Braxton, who was cast as Belle um, in mm. the second act. The song uh, is called "A Change in Me" and is in the show now forever. Um, wow,
0: that's crazy. That's like a Leah Michelle move.
1: Yeah. <laughs> amazing <Too soon. laughs> I actually love The Change in Me that's like one of my f- yeah. and I wish it was on the album it's not on the album so mm-hmm. I'm looking at you current you know West End revival hopefully transferred to Broadway um, yes
0: because like, there's right now I mean think yeah. that's something we should talk about right this second yeah. there's a West End revival um, started in 2022 you know my yeah. favorite Gavin Lee is in it uh, other amazing people amazing. are also yeah. in it yeah. Um, but I, we, I mean, it's, it, in my opinion, it's long overdue to come back to yeah. Broadway.
1: Yeah. And I think on, uh, of course we'll get into the next Disney show, but I think at the time, as far as like awards and all these, like the show was a huge hit. The musical overall grossed $1.7 billion worldwide. It played in 13 countries, It's pretty insane. Um, It's also become a, as it says here, become a popular choice for junior and amateur and high school productions, as we mentioned at the top of in our intro. Yeah. Um, but also I think, as far as like the theater community, it was just kind of like, oh, here's this cute like Disney show, like fun. You know, it's a fun escape from the world around us that's going on. But I think as far as, like, awards and, you know, the seriousness of the theater, I think our next show is probably, like, where Disney became, like, this mm-hmm. is, wow, Disney can be something, something can transcend into something better. Not, I not say... that Beauty and the Beast isn't better, but.
0: I will say the, the Beauty and the Beast was nominated, I think, for nine Tony Awards and mm-hmm. won one, which was Best Costume yeah. uh, Design, uh, and it was nominated, I, so I will say, for Best Musical and, of course, Lost to Passion, which is, once again, Sondheim. So
1: Yeah. Yeah. M- well, uh, we'll <laughs> maybe do that, that Tony Awards, because Passion, whew, there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot to go in <laughs> with that show. Anyway.
0: Anything else um, you want to say about being the Beast?
1: Well, something I will say, Rich, and I talked about this before we were recording, is that in 1995, oh, yeah. Disney signed a 40... <laughs> this is insane. A 49-year... Renov- re- re- renew... Re- re- what, what, and Why am I saying this word wrong? A 49-year revenue-based lease for the New Amsterdam Theater... So they just own that thing, and I th- and I bet you they'll own it forever. Like they will yeah. not. Yeah,
0: isn't that wild? Yeah. That's wild. I did not know this. Yeah, no. I didn't know that.
1: And it was renovated, I believe. Like Lion King was supposed to go there first, right? Is that right? Is that what I read? Lion King. So our next show we'll talk about is the Lion King. Um, it it premiered, uh, in. Minnesota first in mm-hmm. uh, in 1997, but then at the New Amsterdam Theater in October 15th, yeah, that's right in 1990,
0: ni- 1997.
1: and then the Broadway production on June 13th, 2006, moved to the Minskoff Theater, where it um, where it is. has played there ever since, and will play there until hm. we all die.
0: <laughs> and and I will say, yeah. sad but possible, because Phantom is closing. It's very possible that Lion King ends up being higher on the longest running show list.
1: Yes. Yeah. So right now it's the third longest running show and the only thing above that is Chicago.
0: Chicago and Phantom. And the reason
1: why I think Lion King could beat that is because of children because you can take your ki- you can't take your kids to sh- to Chicago or Phantom but you can take your kids to Lion King. So um we talked about Lion King a little bit on the show when doing the Tony and, Awards.
0: Yeah, and we've yeah. talked about how that Lion King is the highest grossing Broadway show in history.
1: Yeah. I know so, we did. So, that's kind of insane. Um, mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it was just, I think, again, it was such a different turn from Beauty and the Beast. Like, it's such a different style. It's such a different, I mean, obviously the the content of the show is very different. It's a much more, like, grounded story i will say i mean it's based on hamlet so i guess that's kind of why but uh, hamlet right it's based on hamlet am i wrong am i wrong about that (laughs) no that's right
0: okay sorry just dying also we did not say but you know the the music and lyrics elton john tim rice
1: yeah um rachel's close personal friend elton john who's in nashville right now
0: (laughs) he's currently in nashville as i'm recording this though
1: um But, again, I think with Lion King being such a humongous hit for Disney, like, it's kind of a no-brainer. After doing Beauty and the Beast, it's like, oh, yeah. But I think, again, I wonder if they were like, how are we going to do lions on stage? Like, honestly, I could see this going, like, a million ways wrong.
0: Which is why, which is why it was so amazing, right? Like, which is why those puppets, not to shout out puppets again, but... This is why this is so amazing, right? Like, yeah, I know that we get we have differing viewpoints on whether it should have won all these Tonys or not been nominated for the amount of Tonys it won or yeah, was nominated for. But it could have gone horribly wrong. This show could have gone so horribly wrong. There are so many ways that it could have gone horribly wrong. And it just didn't. It didn't. And they did it so well And, like, you know who the same characters are from the movie. So you don't lose any of that, Mm -hmm. necessarily. But you get more of, like, a holistic picture. Things feel human, even though they're not. You're mesmerized Mm. at people walking down the aisles because they did that, even in the original show. Which is wild. People did not do this. This is not a thing. Um, Breaking the fourth wall. This is partly why people think that Disney is is amateur-esque right when right. it comes to musicals because they often break that fourth wall but what i'm right. saying is it could have gone a million different ways and julie Taymor did such a good job at mm-hmm. directing that musical yeah
1: i think it all rests on julie Taymor, um julie Taymor's vision jimmy Ta- julie Taymor's.
0: Costume design. Yeah,
1: costume design and her craft as far as puppets and, and masks yeah. and all of that. And yeah. also her wanting to stick with the African
0: mm-hmm. kind of
1: culture and, and mm-hmm. tradition and all of that into the show, mm-hmm. which I think is like it easily could have been this like theme parky, like very campy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which hey, maybe there's a version of Lion King that is very campy, but <laughs> And but, I
0: I will say yeah. the other thing that I think which is Also difficult here, where unlike my thoughts and feelings about the music in uh, Beauty and the Beast, I think this is a weak music show. Like, I think, I mean, the music is fine, but you don't really get that much more music from this than you... I mean, the way people sing is amazing, the, you know, the harmonies. Right. Uh, But in terms of the difference between the film and this stage production, there's only... One song that I find I love the most, Um, and I will say, which we've definitely talked about at length, but you know the score. It was nominated and it didn't win. Didn't win.
1: Right. I was just gonna look that up. I can't. Oh yeah, that's right. Ragtime won. Mm hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm.
1: yeah. Much better score, but you know. So. Uh, Yeah, but still a huge hit. Still a hit today. I mean, again, I haven't seen... I've seen this show, but it's been a long time. And I liked it when I saw it, but I think I've just grown... You know, maybe I've grown a little cynical since then. And also, we've talked about this. Yeah. (laughs) We've talked about this, about how, like, maybe I'm just not the target audience anymore. But I still love Disney movies, so who knows? I don't know. Maybe I just need to see it again. But, um, yeah. I don't know. Do you have any more thoughts on Lion King?
0: No, I think we've talked yeah. a lot about it. Great. I feel good about it.
1: The one show I do want to highlight here as well um, is King David. <laughs> I did not. I did not know this was a thing. It also, it makes me think of, wait, I just need to look this up.
0: So King David, while Taylor's yeah. looking this up, is a musical. Um, okay. Basically, that was with a book and lyrics by Tim Rice and Alamankin, once again. Add it again. And it's named, it's... It's based off of obviously uh, biblical tales from books of Samuel and the and First Chronicles, as well as the Psalms. I had no idea this thing uh, existed. Me neither. neither. Um, But it was a production.
1: Yeah, I was gonna look up and see if this was Disney's reaction to Prince of Egypt, but Prince of Egypt actually came out the year after this, so (laughs) I don't even know like. (gasps) Maybe Disney knew that Prince of Egypt was in production. I don't know. I don't know. This is just weird. Nothing makes sense about this. This is
0: weird, but uh, I will say, I I just, I will say there was a concert version that was produced Mm -hmm. by Disney Theatrical Productions.
1: Nine performances. um, And was,
0: (laughs) yes, Um, (laughs) nine performances in May of 1997, which Alice Ripley was in, did not know.
1: And Roger Bart. Wild. Yeah, Roger Bart. Yeah. And Judy wild.
0: But then, oh yeah, sorry. But then, and Judy Gunn. But then, in 1997 <laughs> in September, this is what <laughs> gets me even more. At the Hollywood Bowl. At the oh. Hollywood Bowl, there was a concert with Patti LePone, Davis Gaines, and Rebecca Luker. And it ended with selections from this concert king david yeah, from
1: this yeah. thing why what? haven't you brought this back i don't understand
0: yeah no i don't i don't know if i want yeah. this this i i need to now go listen to this music I know. but i'm like is there an what?
1: album on it i guess is there an album i don't know i don't know doesn't don't know, say but alice, does alice ripley wait wait did you know this alice ripley p- played um beth Sheba. that just seems like inspired <laughs> casting <laughs> i just gotta say Oh God! It's still too soon with everything that we know now. Oh
0: my God!
1: Um, Um, I just want to say the last thing on the Wikipedia page says: at present, there are no plans for a fully staged Broadway production. (laughs) Yeah. Amazing. I
0: just... What was? Why? I don't know. why did we do this especially okay here's my other thing like especially with all of the other things that they were they were doing yeah yeah but but i might i might say maybe king david walked so aida could run
1: like that's maybe true. that's what's happening yeah. well also to the fact that they were writing this in between like tim rice was writing this in between doing like also doing lion king so that's a little crazy um, yeah, so let's next talk about Aida. Um, I'd argue Aida is one of the most well-known. Also, yeah, and this is, not well-known musicals. <laughs> that yeah, Disney this is has Elton
0: John's and Tim Rice's Aida, <laughs> yeah. not the yeah. Italian opera.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, could be mistaken. Well, Aida um, premiered on Broadway um, March twenty-third in two thousand. It ran for it ran for a long time. Wow. Yeah. A lot longer yeah. than I thought, ran 1, 000, mm-hmm. 1,800 performances. Uh, it closed on September 5th, 2004. It was nominated for five Tony Awards. It won four. I did not know any of this.
0: And well, including Best Original Score, right?
1: Yeah. Best Original yeah. Score, Best Actress in a Musical, Best Scenic Design, and Best Lighting Design. Um. Mm-hmm. That's crazy! I didn't know any of this. I don't. I, uh, to be honest, I've never actually listened to Aida. I don't. I'm know. sorry. What? I don't. I don't know about the show. What? Yes, no. This. Is... What? Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Don't give I'm me that. I'm sorry. Wait. What? I don't know anything about it. I'm like in the dark. Uh, I'm in Aida hmm. dark. I'm Aida dark. No. No.
0: No. Okay. Well, right after this, you're listening. You're listening to it.
1: Listen, it's that thing we've talked about this on the show that I have a difficulty listening to stuff. No, you gotta listen I, to it. That I haven't seen. It's not. Listen, hard. I've you seen gotta, clips on t- on on Instagram, but
0: you should listen
1: yeah. to it. Well, tell. What are your thoughts about Aida?
0: My thoughts are it's it feels very lorey. I mean, mm-hmm. I would say pre. 2016, around maybe right around then, there was talks of reviving. I, I mean, I don't know if there were actually talks. There were rumors of this being revived, and that there was going to be a a production of some older Disney show that hadn't Mm. been like given enough credit or whatever. And we ended up with Hercules. So we'll talk about that later. But
1: well, also Beauty and um, the Beast. I think Beauty and the Beast is one that they've obviously decided to revive. Not that that was yeah. So anyway, sorry. But I,
0: I mean, I, you know, I really like the music. It mm-hmm. can be, ter- it, depending on who's, you know, who's cast in this show, it could be terrible. But I, there, as we speak, as we're recording this, there is a concert of this show happening in Nashville for two mm. nights only. I, I really think that it's, it's a great music. It's great music. I've never seen the actual production of, like, right. how people would perform it. And maybe that's what gets lost. But it ran for too long for it to be a flop. Yeah. So, I, yeah. I mean, I'm
1: I'm and here for awards. it. I mean, it's, yeah. It generated a profit And there was a national of,
0: tour. There was a national tour from 2001 to 2003.
1: It says here, yeah, AIDA recovered its investment in 99 weeks and generated a profit of $12, 12 million. So... I mean, so okay. I feel
0: like we yeah. should really...
1: You should notable. Really get on so it. so people will may know, but you know, for those that don't, Adam Pascal, who Rachel recently saw in Pretty Women. Literally just tour. saw pretty well yeah. in Pretty <laughs> Woman. Um, was in the original cast, but also some notable replacements. Tony Braxton coming back to that Disney family doing Aida.
0: Crazy. Um,
1: Michelle Williams, not the uh current white actress Michelle Williams, but the Michelle Williams from Destiny's Child, right? Yeah, Destiny's Child yeah um Mm -hmm. and then also will chase was in a a replacement which is wild adina mincelle mandy gonzalez so really some Mm -hmm. some really awesome broadway people in this show yeah Um, yeah i guess i need to i know the people it's kind of like a cult classic i guess is how i I think that
0: that's right i think that that's right but it ran for two i still it still ran for too long for you to not know it
1: yeah I guess so. I do just want to shout this out that the it also won the Grammy. <clears throat> yeah, I was just going to say that oh, the sorry. original Broadway cast recording won the Grammy. A song from the show, written in the stars, recorded by Elton John and Leanne Rhimes, reached number two on the Billboard charts.
0: Isn't that crazy?
1: <laughs> that is crazy. Oh my gosh. Yeah. What a life.
0: Wait, could we please put that song? Can we put that song in the I wish? movie that's coming out with Ariana DeBose.
1: Oh yeah. Written in the Stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's do a
0: crossover.
1: It's just or called it's Wish, just Rachel. Disney. Wish. Just Wish. Oh, Wish. Well, yeah. What did I say? I wish is like Into the Woods. <laughs> you got Into the Woods on I'm the sorry. Board. I have Into Woods on yeah. the brain. My yeah. bad. ITW. I mean, you know. That's what I call it. Okay. And our last and final one of this episode, part one, I believe this is our final one of the show. Um, is I, meanwhile I'm singing. See what are you singing? I'm sorry. Woo, woo. I was singing. Um, I don't know. I just I just kind of. So we're is Tarzan. This is the last one we'll talk about on this episode. Laura um,
0: Bundy. Okay, sorry.
1: Tarzan, as far uh, from what I'll say, the, the, I want to pull this, make sure I get. I, Can I we really tell them should've...
0: when it opened? It opened in 2006. So we have like quite a bit of time. We have six years between. So before, yes, oh, yes, Go
1: ahead. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have interrupted you. Keep going. But
0: we have, yeah, we have six years between what we just yeah. talked about basically and this yeah. on yeah. Broadway. Yeah. I mean, obviously, as we know, Lion King and Beauty and the Beast are still running at this point. Yeah. Um, so,
1: but. as far as just a reference to the movie Tarzan, the, the 1999 animated movie with music by Phil Collins and all that, it mm-hmm. made a substantial, I mean, it made 400, almost $500 million at the box office. The only reason why I'm saying these is because I feel like Disney, because it's such a big entity, it's a bit bu- like they are a business. They're only going to think about money. That's the only thing they're going to think about. So, they're taking the movies, they're not going to make like. For those that they're not going to make like Home on the Range a Broadway musical. They're not going to make Treasure Planet I mean, into a Broadway musical. I'm just saying. Atlantis. Not, yeah, yeah. Encanto. Where are you? Um, oh, that's happening. Yeah, but as far as like, they're only going to make ones that were kind of hits. So Tarzan was kind of a hit. I mean, it made a lot of money. I think the song at was the box popular. office. At the box office. Yeah, it made a lot of money. It. um, The songs were popular. I don't know if Phil Collins actually won an Oscar for this. I don't think he did. Oh, he did win an Oscar. He won an Oscar for You'll Be In My Heart. So he won an Oscar for that. So that's pretty cool. So again, I feel like once Beauty and the Beast, the musical was a hit. Once Lion King, the musical was a hit. You know, Aida ran for probably longer than they thought it was going to. Yes, they did. Um, It did. Yeah, It did, for sure. And they thought...
0: What better thing to do than to put an another foot forward? <laughs> on and on May tenth, two thousand and six, they tried, yeah. and after four hundred and eighty six performances, it, it closed. <laughs> I was yeah. lucky enough to see this show. Oh,
1: but... I did not know that. Yeah. How was that? Um. Opened at the Richard um, Rodgers.
0: Yeah. So in yeah. May tenth, two thousand and six, it opened at the Richard Rodgers Theater. Home to some very famous musicals, like I said mm. last week. Um,
1: <laughs> also, it's noted here they did not do an out-of-town tryout; they just went straight to Broadway.
0: Isn't that amazing? And this is wild. And everyone, we pause here—dramatic pause. And this is why you do an out-of-town tryout.
1: <laughs> well, okay, I will say, maybe we'll talk about this eventually, but I will, first of all, I will say, I wonder if Phil Collins was like, no, I'm only going to Broadway. <laughs> we are not yeah, doing fair. an out-of-town. And then also, Book of Mormon did not do an out-of-town tryout, and that's... Yeah. Uh, and they were hit, successful. So, yeah.
0: Okay, uh, anyway, I would say that's the exception, not the rule, but... Yeah, yeah. you're right, you're so right. So, <laughs> I saw... The show, I, I love that. First, okay. move. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: Uh-huh. No, I understand. I know exactly what Rachel's saying.
0: Here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You went from, just thinking about Disney, you went from people and one beast and talking plates and furniture, translated As onto does. the stage. And then you went to animals, but then we made puppets for those animals. Right. And then we did ancient, Greek, uh, ancient Egypt. And so that makes sense. They're people. Right. And then you get to a point where you have animals, a human boy, and then humans. Right. And it's 2006, Mm y'all. Like we are Mm -hmm. with the times and understanding racism at least a little bit more than we might have been in 2000 or 1999.
1: (laughs) Not as much as we are now, but yes, Mm -hmm.
0: right. Okay, but you know, how do you translate? How do you translate this onto the stage? Right. So people thought. I think people thought oh, they're going to do it the same way as Lion King. We're going to have animals be puppets because people can't be animals because that's weird and that's mm-hmm. not okay. And like, how we're going to have only white people as Tarzan? Right. Only, you know, like, what? how are we going to do that? So I want to say that I think part of that is this. It did not translate well
1: mm-hmm.
0: originally to the stage because I think people's expectation of what it was going to be and what it ended up being are different. Mm-hmm but the music is so stinking good. This music, music is so stinking so good. good.
1: Yeah.
0: And I love this show.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I have seen this show more times, not on Broadway, obviously. And I would say like people do this show. People do this show as, at community mm. theater. Yeah. Um, and so I, I don't know, it, it definitely is different. Like I've never seen beauty in the, oh, well that's not true, I have i've never seen lion king because it's not licensed right right um
1: well the New version I, is now but
0: okay right but like it's not yeah. so this was this was not yeah. a hit for them at yeah. broadway but i would say maybe license wise it's it's not a yeah. bad it's not a bad right. place to be for sure but and, and it was this good was the, and this josh strickland was amazing
1: who played tarzan Yeah i uh i will say i this was the final show i did at my theater company so it was my senior show is so much fun i was in the ensemble i got to trash that camp all over the place it's super fun yeah i'm sure it was cool this this set was really cool the broadway set because they had like harnesses right and they would go they literally swung in and out
0: oh my god it was amazing
1: Yeah, I'm sure that was really cool. I will say as far as, as, you know, legacy and stuff like that, um, that the Broadway production was nominated for one Tony for lighting design. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that makes me laugh so much. Yeah. Um, Phil Collins, so he came back. There were five songs in the movie. He wrote nine songs for the stage version. I I do like the only song I don't like in the stage version is that Flo- flora fauna song. Do you
0: know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Blah. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> but everything else obviously. is super fun, and obviously you'll be in my heart. My mom and I inside at our wedding, at my wedding, yeah. so that was that's super fun. So I I think, I, I think also, Tarzan's a great show. Should we do a revival of it? Hmm?
0: I don't know. I don't I, not. <laughs> Yeah, here's yeah. the thing. I just think that's, I think there are things that are owned, should be owned by Broadway. And I think other things share the wealth with other productions. And like Broadway, Broadway version was great. But you know what I want to see? I want to see Hercules, mm-hmm. which we'll talk about. I want that. Yeah. Like we could revive Aida. Like we could, right. you know, do other things. Revive Beauty yeah. and the Beast. I would prefer those. Mm-hmm. But I do want to mention Laura Bell Bundy, who is right. in the show yeah. right before she takes the stage. As Elle Woods. Wow. So. Receiving, awesome. that was her first Tony award nomination was a year after this. Wow. Or two years That's after crazy. This. Yeah. I did not mm, know year.
1: that. Good for her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, so before we close out here and, you know, yeah. kind of wound down here from this, you know, part one episode, I want to um, talk about um, Thomas Schumacher, who is currently the president of Disney theatrical productions um, he started doing, um, some associate directing of Cirque du Soleil. He went on to produce a lot of Disney animated films. He, uh, eventually became the president of Disney Studios at one point and Disney animation. Um, but he really spearheaded alongside, um, ron logan who we talked about earlier disney theatrical productions he was like a theater guy um so now he's the president of and he's been you know producing he's uh watched there's so many great interviews with him talking about like the future of disney productions and also talking about how he's felt like you know now with beating the beast it's been enough time for them to do a revival and um stuff like that so i think he's a he's a really cool um you know, it's so cool to see him in this space. So musical really. theater tied musical to theater. creativity guys. We, yeah, this is our first part. So next week we'll talk about some other shows. It'll be super fun. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this first little, you know, mini dive, mini, mini deep yeah. dive.
0: What did you say? A side dive? And side I said a dive. cannonball. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, <laughs>
0: Casual thing,
1: but thank you, Rachel, for having this. You know, thank you, fall, Taylor. We're falling into the Disney
0: theater, yeah.
1: Yeah, I love it. All right, Rachel, let's talk about character of the week. We, yes, ooh, 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 uh, ooh, let's ooh. do it. <laughs> let's do it. Um, yeah,
0: if excited. you're just joining us for your first uh episode or our what. Hello? If you're just joining us for the first time (laughs) and you made it through our episode, congratulations. Um, This is a segment every week where Taylor and I pick a theater character where we're feeling the same vibes as that theater character. So we think, how have we been feeling? What have we been up to? And then we, you know, spin the wheel of the theater character (laughs) realm. And we pick one uh, that probably has similar vibes, yeah. thoughts, or otherwise. Absolutely. And yeah. sometimes we break the rules, and we pick yeah. uh, a
1: song or an ensemble. <laughs> you know, for you guys that don't know, we're, we're rule breakers here at Theater Nerds. So, um, we would also yeah. love to hear your characters, and also what you guys think of the early stages of Disney theatrical productions. Comment on our social media pages about... We'd love to hear from you guys. Tell us who you are this week, what character you're feeling, and you may get a shout-out on a future episode. Um, Rachel, tell me, who is your character this week?
0: Yeah. Okay. This week...
1: Invite me into your space. Tell me. Thank
0: you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. (laughs) This week, um, I, you know, did a new thing. I started a new job. And anyone Mm. who has started a new job knows that like the first week or first month or first six months you just are like trying to understand things you're like okay what how do you do this can you tell me again wait one more time what was that what are those instructions let me write down the historical context and yada yada So that's how I'm feeling. I'm feeling a little, like, overwhelmed, a little lost. I have to ask for directions constantly, need people Mm -hmm. to help me, have to bring people along on the way. And that reminds me of one little girl I know also, who's not so little, but she follows directions that are given to her by a witch, and she walks down a yellow brick road, and that's Dorothy.
1: Whoa!
0: So, I not know where that
1: was going. You said witch, and I thought Little Mermaid, and then it was—I know there's was lots oh of my things. Goodness. Wow, there's lots it. of witches in theater. That's all there all are. It's, it's
0: always spooky season in theater. That's I all I'm
1: saying. That. And for those that listened to our w- episode last week on Susie cool, Rachel did not dress up as Annie for her first day. All <laughs> right, um, but it's okay. There's still time.
0: <laughs> there's still time. I could still do yeah. it
1: oh i love that Uh, taylor who are
0: you this week who are you
1: okay i'm so excited so this week i've been feeling kind of that like not that i don't normally feel like this but that add energy vibe. (laughs) relatable (laughs) and you know as far even like the things that like the other day i was like I watched a movie, but I watched like ten minutes of it, and then I went to my phone and watched a YouTube video, and then I got bored, so I like watched something. I watched like an episode. If this of isn't every experience. I was like, "Oh my gosh, what am I doing?" So anyway, I'm feeling that ADD vibe, and I feel like this character also is just, you know, uh, he's just he's a simple, he's a simple sponge. No! So <laughs> I am feeling like SpongeBob SquarePants. Uh, from spongebob the musical um also yeah he's just simple he's just living his life he's just you know but also a little kind of brings those manic add vibes. (laughs) do i love that you
0: picked a nickelodeon character while we're talking about disney yes yes i do what
1: i was gonna say also (laughs) for those that don't know recording this i'm kind of an opposite Um, SpongeBob, because I'm wearing no pants on the bottom, but I have on my sweater, you know. Rachel didn't know this, I didn't know that until right now, but I'm just you know, the opposite. The opposite, oh my god, work from home life, yeah, yeah, record from home life, record Uh, from
0: home life, yeah, yeah. Wow, (laughs) I don't even know what to
1: say. (laughs) How do I? Oh man. Just feeling a simple sponge. Um, (laughs) If you guys would like to join in on our discussion, check us out at theaternerdpod.com or you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at Theater Nerd Pod and on Facebook at Theater Nerd Podcast. One thing before I'll say, guys, we have two more episodes of these Disney episodes, so join in on our discussion. We'd love to hear from you guys.
0: Thank you all for joining us and we'll see you next
1: week. bikini bottom day i was gonna
0: say follow the yellow brick road follow the yellow brick road Uh, oh Oh, we both did things that were
1: yellow yellow brick road i mean i'm not the yellow brick road i'm dorothy (laughs)
0: let's
1: be very clear when you think about it the yellow brick road is just a bunch of tiny (laughs) spongebob